Can you hear me? Hello? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I can hear you. Okay. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everybody, and this is David for Take2Radio Soaps and Review, and with me tonight I have Carolyn, Anthony, and Candace, and we're waiting on Casey. Hi, guys. Good evening. And tonight we get to talk to actress, producer, and a little more surprises, Broken of Love, Broken at Love star, Carolina Sivis. Let's give her a big hand. Welcome, Carolina. She's here already. Carolina, come on. Hey. How are you guys? Good, 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 good. Girl. <laughs> It's been way too long. It has right. been, yeah, it and has. we are so happy to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. Well, um, we're waiting for one more, and I don't know if he has shown up yet. He's not showing up. You know what, David? Hopefully he'll we've show up. Since we've had Carolina on before, we can skip the what got you into acting and stuff like that. See yeah, yeah. Since you've been with her, <laughs> well, uh-huh. I'm going with our questions, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off. And there is a surprise. I don't know if you know this, but this is came from. First off, I was um, Pam and I were on Instagram, and we noticed. That dress you had on and the mm-hmm. Emmys. Oh, so, <laughs> how many times did you uh, have to go through to make that choice? Um, I that dress was a vintage Betsy Johnson dress, and if you guys um, ever pay attention to what I wear on the show, like ninety percent of it is just Betsy Johnson dresses I've collected over the years because I'm obsessed with her and and everything she makes really helps fit like when I'm I'm only 5'3 so I didn't have to alter it or anything like it just fit me and um I tried two other dresses of hers and um I didn't know if I wanted to I've never worn a long dress to anything before so I didn't I really wanted to go long so my other options were shorter so that's kind of how I picked that one and I thought black was a good color because you know I'm not like you know, the star of the evening or anything. I thought it was a nice, subtle, and it was really comfortable. I, I, like, I was surprised how comfortable it was. Oh, that. Did you immediately feel a boost of sexiness being in that 
sculpted beautiful dress? Um, I will say once I got hair and makeup done, I definitely did. When I tried it on originally, I was like, okay, I need to see the whole look. But yeah, because I mean, her stuff fits perfectly for me. And I, and it's always, I always fear like my height or, you know, or it'd be like, I'd have to alter it. And I'm just, that's not my area of expertise. So I just was like, oh, it fits perfectly. I love it. I'm going with it. Girl, it was a very good choice. Thank you. I know I got a lot of comments on it. In my purse, which I don't know if the pictures really showed, it was an ice cream sundae from her. It was like a Betsy Johnson kitsch uh, ice cream sundae purse, and it was so cute. (laughs) I was wondering what that was. Okay. It's an ice cream sundae. I'll try to put a better (laughs) picture of it. I'll put a better picture of it on Instagram, and then you guys can tell. I I didn't know how to hold it to make it look right in the picture. But, um, yeah, it's an ice cream sundae. It was really cute. Well, it looks spectacular. So, from reading your Instagram, yeah. I see you were a judge. I was, end. and I can't tell so you guys. So, tell us about obviously. your experiences and leave nothing out. <laughs> well, I can't tell you what I judge, but just assume that I judge whatever I would know the best about, I think would be the obvious Um thing there but yeah they asked me to be a judge I wanted to submit Broken at Love and I felt like I wanted to wait until I had the you know more episodes come out because I'm pretty new to all of the the digital aspect of the Emmys and um, so I really wanted to be involved and I thought I saw how elaborate the whole um, you know the reels are and everything you gotta do and I thought I think my my new material that I've been working on is the strongest I've done yet so I was like I'm gonna wait till next year but I had started the application process and then I stopped and then I got, and they got in touch with me and before I knew it, I was a judge and it was, I watched so many hours of things. It was so much fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. And um, I think the process in which the judging happens um, reminded me of a lot of like just any other kind of competition. It, it was, it's, it, to me, it seems really, you know, fair and, and, accurate and you had to sit through everything you couldn't just like vote without watching every second of whatever it was you were supposed to watch and um I loved it and I was so it got me watching things I haven't seen in a long time and I I loved the whole thing I had so much fun doing it it was like a quiet like alone time getting to just watch all this stuff and it it was pretty inspiring everything was really great Oh, cool! I'm so glad you had such a good time. So I liked when, it. So, um, what was the biggest surprise you experienced at at this week's Emmy Awards? How flawlessly that show ran! I don't know. I I know that I heard there were some sort of like glitches with the streaming, but I mean, when yeah. you were there, it was perfect. Like. There wasn't a, they didn't skip a beat on anything, and I, it was the smoothest. I assumed that it was going to feel long, knowing going in, knowing it was an award show. The three hours went by very fast, um, and I just, I was amazed by how many, or how star-studded that event actually is. For it, I know there's like this thing that it's not on TV. I don't understand why it's not on TV after seeing just like morning show people alone, uh, cooking show people alone. Like I mean. There were some really legitimate people. And Amy Poehler came out, which was, like, very, very fun because um, they kept saying there was going to be this surprise guest to give Judge Judy her award. And I brought yeah, my they mom did. with me. Mm-hmm. 
And I brought my mom with me to the event. And so when I told, I read her the little press release. So for three days, every time she heard somebody was in town, she goes, are they presenting Judge Judy with the award? Like she was guessing <laughs> Oprah, Jimmy Fallon, like anyone that seemed like they were in town. So when Amy Poehler came out, we were not disappointed because I, I love Amy Poehler. And I thought that was a, that was a clever choice. And plus they didn't just hype it. And then it was like nothing, you know, I thought that's what I kept saying was going to happen. They were going to hype it. And then it was like, nobody like I'm like who's this but no that was that was a cool part of it too and now it's all over social media that they're best friends no yeah she was a a real fan you could tell by the way she was talking yes yes I liked all the jokes about Judge Wapner (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when we last left Vivian, she was trying to start over with Jameson. Yeah. Do you see her repeating the same process like she did with a tennis pro, or do you think she's going to try something different and be daring? Um, With Jameson or with somebody else? Um, either. Um, I – well, if it's – if it's based solely on me, I've made, I've repeated, but I usually jump shit before, like, I notice it fast <laughs> enough. So, like, like I um, I had an experience, like, over a year ago um, that was very similar. Like, I was mimicking similar patterns, like Vivian would do. I'm probably going to write about it. I haven't decided yet. Um, but, like, and then I, but I knew well enough to jump ship early. I saw the bad signs early enough but um yeah I mean I don't know I there's a lot of different options that I've been going with um Jameson's story is not done um I know we left Jameson at that event and um and we did already shoot some stuff with Jameson that hasn't aired yet and we just um I really like that story uh and I I like the idea of some new newer stories in there too um, but yeah, I mean, I try, like, I'm always in like this battle of how much do I just keep it like what's really happening in my life and how much do I make up stuff? And I haven't really made up too much at this point. So it's like, I'm at that point where I'm like, do I make up stuff that I think would be more Emmy worthy and like stuff that's more soapy or do I just keep telling my story? So I'm currently just telling my story. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, well, at least my story from a few years ago, but um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna explore. I think both options, and um, I also kind of want to explore a little bit. There's in the storyline. I think, um, as we all know, there's a gap between uh, season two and season three. So episode 15 and episode episode 16. There's this huge gap in it from when she was trying to make season one to then her making season three. And I kind of want to fill that in. So I feel like I don't shortchange you guys and you can see what got her to this Jameson point to where like she's kind of making similar mistakes or that she's taking this Jameson stuff. So like why this is affecting her, I think if you knew a little bit more about the past in between, it might be helpful. So I've actually written um, some stuff about what happened in between that I thought was interesting. And the fun stuff about that is that stuff is real and that stuff is uh, really like stuff that happened when I was filming. And so just trying to decide like how much of it to include or what to include. Cause I always say 
that when I made when I made the idea to make the show within a show for season three, it was because I think that off camera is more dramatic than on camera. So I'm yeah. trying my best to kind of make you guys get to experience some of it because sometimes, um, as I think you guys could tell from well the Jameson storyline, but also episode fifteen, is that I feel like off off camera and just the making of it was not just like roses. It was definitely dramatic, especially since she was heartbroken from the Holden story going into it. So I think there's a lot there and trying to make sure I say everything I can um, and end the season as high as possible. Okay. Thank you, Carolyn. Oh, ready for my questions? Okay. (laughs) Hi, Carolina. How are you? Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Glad to have you. (laughs) Glad to have you back, yeah. We've been tweeting out like crazy. <laughs> um, can you tell us if you feel the success of Broken at Love is because you have total control over the project? You're the lead actress, director, producer. You're involved with the casting. Um, I I think it would be helpful if there was, like, another hand involved. So I don't have to do all of it but I do think by having that much control I I was able to share my own um, identity and abilities and stuff with with all of you guys really authentically because there was no middleman so I I do think that it helps how how involved I've been because it's like this is really authentically me and my show and I like that I like that I have that kind of control over it all and who's in it? Yeah, they, I, I think I always say this, but it's like I get to pick who I act with, and that's—I feel like also helps everything. Well, because it is um, basically your your story. You got you is. know how to pick, yeah the, the the people that you feel are going to um, portray the 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 part um, the way that you want it done. So. And that's why I direct so many of them too, because it's just we've had some great guest directors, and we've had some that didn't work, that didn't make it to the to air. And I think because directing it, I've I've become more comfortable doing it just because it's like a lot of times I know what I need the actor to do, and I'm getting better at you know communicating that to get the story to be told how I see it should be, which I think is pretty important you, for like the director aspect. Yeah. Very good. Um, my second question, uh, this is quite an accomplishment for a web series. You're going into the fourth season, correct? Well, we're finishing third because finish, I'm not going to just finish you guys with four episodes. Um, so we're going to finish the third, but I mean, I've been, I was very inspired over the weekend to see, you know, what Kevin did with After Forever and just oh. um, just oh. really to see how, how successful, um, you know, how successful this world can be as far as getting your stories out. Um, so, okay. you know, I never know. I never know. Now, are you finding it more difficult uh, to come up with? a storyline going into the fourth season you you just said that it's it's kind of your life but are are you finding you um have to change it up a bit 
I feel like I'm going to have to only because um, I have several stories left for season three that, you know, are real and happen to me. But I feel like, you know, I always say this, but I'm like, I think the Holden Vivian story was the story. It was a story that I meant to tell. It was a story that I was like felt most to tell. And then when the Jameson story entered, I felt that was equivalent to the Holden story. But I feel that when I'm not, I mean, I'm not in a sad place. And so I'm not like down or crying about anybody or like having those. So now I'm kind of just, I feel like I know how to write stuff and I can just write stuff. And so it's kind of, I wanted to still be authentic and I'm trying to just still have interesting experiences, but I want to play more like, just even um, the other day, I just came up with this thought, and I'm like, this didn't ever happen to me, but I said to myself, but I was like, this would be a great opening scene if somebody actually said or did this to Vivian. I was like, this would go great because I think it works, and and that never happened to me, but I, whatever the thought was that I had, but I was like, I think it'd be a good scene. So I kind of probably want to go more in that direction. Um, but again, <laughs> I think the authentic stuff I'm trying to stick with, things that you guys you know, it's unique to my own story. Story. Well, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, I like the concept of um, explaining later on to Jameson and why you did what you did and you don't do it. And that's I like that mm-hmm. concept, kind of bringing him back in and why and explaining. Are you finding it's cathartic for you? I, again, because I'm, not like I like the real Jameson storyline that it stemmed from is something so in the past for me that I I feel like now I write Jameson stuff because I like the storyline like working with the actor who plays Jameson I like um I just like everything in New York I just like that whole thing so for me I feel like I write it for fun and the Jameson stuff is for fun um, now, but yeah, I don't, it's not that therapeutic anymore. Cause I feel like when I wrote it the first time or when I write it at the moment, I feel like I get it out by the time we get to set. I would say the most, the last time anything was very therapeutic for me was when we filmed, um, the last episode that's aired so far when we filmed at the cutting room in New York and we recreated what actually did happen to me where somebody was drunk and blocked the door. Um, that whole experience. When we recreated it, I remember feeling like, ugh, like a weight was lifted off of me. And that was probably the last time I really felt like something was therapeutic. Other than that, I've been now writing is fun, so it's it's not it's not much more than that. That's great. Well, <laughs> it's all working good for you. We're Thank, you. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Working hard on this episode for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's next in the uh, in the lineup, David? Anthony. David. Oh, hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So one of my questions was one of my questions was somewhat covered. Um, so I'm gonna fly by the seat of my pants here and ask something that I was kind of curious about. I I kind of view Vivian as the tiny girl playing the tuba about a beat and a half behind. Um, you know, do you, when you, when you view it back, you know, do you get that like, um, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't think it would 
translate as good as it did. I didn't think because it really the character really resonates in her um, little girl carrying a big tuba. Um, and it's do you do you feel that when you watch it back? Uh, I think when I first made it, I had a great fear of whether or not people would like her, and that was like. And, and then once I let that go and just thought I would let her be vulnerable and I kind of play, I like to think that I play her and I write her to be slightly more clueless than I ever was. I do think I was, I'm very idealistic. I still think I am. I like being that way. I like trying to be hopeful about everything, but I definitely feel like the character is um, a lot a lot more idealistic than I am. I exaggerate it for the purpose of getting more of a story, to have her in more of a vulnerable position. And I think maybe that um, made her connect with people and made it work. Cause I, I did, I was so worried because I thought if I'm going to go out there, cause that's why I didn't tell people like this is based on me or inspired by me. Cause I was worried. Like if I say that and people don't find her relatable or don't, connect with the experience and it's just going to backfire on my face. And so I felt like it was risky, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it works. <laughs> and, um, I really, I, I really like playing it. Um, and there was a period of time where I didn't cause I felt like, you know, Oh, I'm just so sick of playing anything, but it's not me anymore. I feel like I'm reliving things and doing things through her. I, I consider Vivian separate, and I think that's probably what's working or why I can still do it or still write it. Because if I just wrote it, I don't write it as me. I don't say, oh, this happened to me. Let me write it as me. I write, if Vivian is now back in this situation, what would she do? And I think her responses are slightly slightly different. I like well, to think I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little tougher than her, so I'm trying to that in her <laughs> well from a fan perspective I think a lot of us would definitely like to see a little bit more of the backstory with Jameson um I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump topics and ask a very fan question if you taking yourself out of out of the the web series if you could play any character from anything book movie television show um what's your dream what's your dream role Dream role. I say this, I've said this before, um, like since I entered theater school, I, and I got to see the play in um, New York off Broadway, but I love Tennessee Williams stuff and I love Summer and Smoke. And if Summer and Smoke was ever made into another movie, because I think the first movie wasn't quite like, wasn't like a streetcar or anything. I've always wanted to play Alma and Summer and Smoke. I don't look Southern. Um, I probably could do an accent, but um, if we take all that away, the story um, is so good and it's so emotional. It's kind of in my wheelhouse yeah. of like the girl pining for the guy and the guy's the bad boy, good girl kind of concept. But it's just, it's so, it's like I watched the play and it was like this intimate theater and I like sobbed during it. Like it was so good. And I just feel like I've loved that play since I was 17. It was one of the, one of the things I used to read all the time over and over again, and I just, I would love to play that part somewhere, somehow. That's, like, my favorite part ever. Before and I recommend you all I, read it. It's such a good play. 
Yeah, it is a very good point, actually. Before I throw it over to Candace, can I ask you what your biggest fan moment at the Emmys was? Well, I mean, there were several, but Alex Trebek did pass right in front of me, like, while he was leaving, like, the red carpet, and I felt like that was such, like, a sentimental, he's, like, really sweet to everyone, and just, you, and he looks so good, and you just know what he's going through, so I felt like that was, that was, like, a moment I'll remember, and, um, but there was, like, a lot, like, it was one of those things where I thought I was going to go there and be, like, oh, I'm going to try to take selfies with everyone, although I don't know how to take a selfie if my life depended on it, but I figured someone will. I'll take a picture with everybody, but then it was just more, <laughs> like, it was just such, like, a grown-up seeming event. I didn't want to be, like, that fangirl, so it was just, I'd, like, just watch everyone, and, um, and it was just, I, I, you guys know, I grew up watching soaps, and I started watching them again here and there more recently, um, I particularly been watching uh, the CBS ones because those are the ones that I watched later on in life, and I used to watch Days and stuff when I was younger, and so it was kind of cool to see everyone. I've seen some of them before, which I thought was kind of surreal to see soap stars before, and then, like, I've seen people more than once at this point because of all the mix between web soaps and um, regular soaps, but it was really cool to see them, um, and... Yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty neat. But yeah, this is and I just the talk shows. Um, but also, yeah, the Alex Trebek thing just passed right in front of me, and I was and just like you know was very, very kind to everyone around, and it was I thought that was that was a nice moment. Thank you for sharing that. That was nice, Candace. Thank you very much for sharing. It. Hey, you hey, right? hey, girl. Okay. I look at all Couple your things. Too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know you, myself, girl. You know, right? You know I got to pimp out the show. You know I got to pimp your show out. I'm hoping other people, I'm educating people well, about digital me. drama. I, I read your stuff to know what's going on in the soap. So. Oh, thank you. Well, I do. I, I, see, I thought it was just me talking it's to myself guy. all the time. No, I watch it. Yeah. I watch your little live videos. I do. <laughs> Thank you. Now I feel a little appreciated. So, okay, real quick. Yeah. Keep telling your okay, three things. Okay, so we're broken it up, right? Mm-hmm. Keep telling your story because you're actually connecting to us fans. Because we all Perfect. know of Vivian. We know we know look, I am one, okay? Who sometimes yeah, makes better. The, make a repeat yeah. mistake. And sometimes you have to watch you have to watch somebody else go through it and have that alternate moment where it's like, gee, I wonder if this character is going to do what I did, or maybe I should do what this character did, you know, for another time. So keep, don't, don't do anything different. We love it just the way it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Two. Got it. Now we got my question. So it is, and I'm a proud teacher. So it's teacher appreciation week. Yeah. All the teachers. So my my question for you is what who I'm sorry who was your favorite teacher or teachers and why? This is like the easiest question I've gotten all day. I have when I was 14 years old, I did a program in high school called forensics, which is public speaking. So you write a speech and you right. perform it in these competitions on the weekends. 
And I had the most amazing coach ever. His name was Don Overty. And to this day, I'm actually going to meet with him probably next week. And I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. He reads my scripts. He gives me notes. He's been um, my number one fan. He's in the thank you credits now because he didn't want any credit. And I was like, no, you're going to see your name on there. He is a coach for life. He is the kindest man. He retired a year after. He retired a year after. He had some health complications and retired a year after the first year I met him. And he came back to my senior year when I got to Valley Champions. And he watched me at my state tournament give a speech and like he's the greatest teacher I've ever had and he um we connected back up again we connected when I was in college I, I mean I've been in touch with him but then I worked on the show for a little bit and then got back in touch with him and so he he's watched all the episodes a million times but yeah he he's now the person I go to to read my scripts and if he says yes then I go with him and that's kind of been my process for the last couple of years and um, it's working oh. and, and he's so nice and I'm so lucky to have him because he'll just listen to me vent for two hours about anything. I could, you know, I can call him anything and be like, well, this is what, this is what happened on set or what do you think I should do about this? Or I had this life experience. What would you, and he, he's a good screenwriter himself. So yeah, he's, oh. he's, my, he's my favorite and he's, and I'm just so happy he's involved and that his health is doing well and, and that, that I get to have him a part of those. Oh, oh, he he's so technologically unsavvy that I have to burn the episodes on DVDs for him because he does not do oh, anything but a flip uh-huh. phone. So I'm like, he's hurting my view count because if he watched it, it would be like, ridiculous. But um, yeah, he'll analyze everything. One time, one time he told me he was like, I think you messed up a take. I think somebody walked. The same person walked back twice. I was like, what are you looking at? No one's gonna look at these things. What are you? What are you studying frame by frame? And he's like, he's got such a good eye for everything. And so, yeah, that's by far my favorite. I had a, I had a lot of good ones at USC. I had one um, who pretty much got me to get all the permits when I started doing Broken at Love. And unfortunately, he passed away when um, a couple years ago unexpectedly. But he was really great with helping me. His name was Paul Backer. And he was really great with helping me just do the independent filmmaking because you didn't have, I did acting, the acting program at USC and they didn't give you the kind of advantage that the cinema school got. So he kind of got it for me by being like my mentor for stuff. And so he was awesome too. Oh, it's like the best when, you know, after, cause they always say, you know, teach, you know, the one thing, of, cause I teach children mm-hmm. and the the best thing is that, you know, sometimes teachers think, oh, well, they're going to go on and not, and they, they won't remember us. They won't, you know, they're going to have so many other teachers. But you never know, speaking from a teacher's point of view, you never know who you touch. Mm-hmm. And when they grow up and then when they grow up and they come back and they're like, hey, because of my, you know, I, I say you, the teacher, you helped me with my success. Thank you so much. And like, you're going to be a part of it. And that's the best. I always, for some reason, I always pride those stories. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm such a softie because even growing up with my teachers, little side note, um, I always told my teachers that I wanted to be a part of this, this community, whether it was doing a, a soap talk show or being on a soap. And two of my teachers always told me, well, if you really have the passion for it, 
go for it. And I think that's the best when you have one or two people to believe in your dreams. Because mm-hmm. some people, you know, some people will be just like, okay, keep dreaming. You know, maybe it'll come true, but maybe you should do this. And, you know, just to have that that uh, support group, you know, who Absolutely. taught you the math and reading and then to help you with your web series. And it's a beautiful thing. So, okay. Now, I guess you kind of answered this question, but what was your favorite subject in school? I had a lot of them. I liked everything but science. I hated science. So I, I was really good at math. I liked history. I love writing, obviously. Um, I always did a theater type of class, but I hate science, and I only had to do it once in college, and I'm very anti-dissection and anti-like all the cruel aspects that happen when we're trying to do a typical high school science class. So, yeah, it was – I um. Very quick story, I'll say, is when I was 15 years old, I took a biology class, and I refused to dissect, and the teacher attempted to kick my straight-A student self out of his class because I wouldn't do it. So um, so it's like, and then, of course, I won, and it didn't matter, but, but um, I was in the right. But I was in the right. That's all that matters. But the point was, like, so after, the, you know, like, that was, like, the only, like, really bad experience, and then I was like, I don't like science. So ever since then, I hated science, but um, I like everything else. I was a good student. Go. I I love I love school stuff. Don't you like don't to feel learn. bad. Sorry. Yeah, she's a, she she likes the life lessons. There you go, mm-hmm. life lessons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't feel bad. About I threw the frog up all over the either. frog, so don't feel too bad, honey. I have a couple <laughs> questions for you Me guys, too. just as I'm. Just as I'm making the rest of Broken at Love, and I want to, like, do my best to serve you guys. So can I ask you a couple? Ooh. All right. Okay. Yeah. You want to answer <laughs> simple, simple little technical questions. But, like, in your opinion, because I have been debating, I've written different versions. What do you find to be the length you would like in these episodes? I've tried 10. I've tried 20. What would, what would be most satisfying for you guys? when I put an episode together, the amount of time you want to spend on it? Huh. Anybody? Oh, is there a preference? Uh, 15 is good. I don't want to feel like you're short if I go little. No. 10, 10, less. Go 10 less. How much? 10 left me um, wanting more. Okay. 20. Yeah, okay. more. more Somewhere 20. closer to 20. 10 left me wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh I'm God. watching a series series called Bonding right now that basically clocks in at about 17 minutes each show, and it's it seems to be perfect. And um, I think your show would go would go good, um, anywhere from 17 to 20. I like the more yeah. episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. like 17 to 20? 17 to 20. Yeah. yeah. 17 to 20. Right, I was gonna say that no. too. Okay. Because you get more. You get more of the story, but mm-hmm. not too much you where do. it's like, okay, you just told the whole story. So next, the next episode is like, okay, you like, you want, you want enough. So that way people can tune in for the next episode and be like, Oh, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So yeah. Yeah. yeah no more yeah. than 20. Because okay, 20 and my, uh, 20. Uh, and my yeah. other question Mainly because time, I always wonder if I, you know, I want to, I don't, I felt like 10 was too little and I didn't, and I don't want to do 10. Um, mm-hmm. 
But my other question was, because one of you brought it up, and I thought it was interesting. You said that you wanted to hear, you wanted to know more of Jameson and Vivian's backstory. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. what you mean? Because I want to make sure I address it. <laughs> I was like, what do you want to know? Oh. Like, mm. her backstory on hating him from television? Do you want to know that? Yeah, like a prequel of it. Like, just yeah, get, like you could do, yeah, a prequel of, yeah, the prequel of the whole the, the whole story. So that way it can still play during, you know, like it, you could actually do that. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. Thought about this. I was thinking about this too today. I was like, okay, before like if before the, like the rest of the remaining episodes, you can have like like maybe what? Two, maybe one, maybe one or two episodes just like the the whole backstory. You know, you can have President Vivian saying, you know, I was thinking about it the other day and just have like a flashback and it'd be like a prequel of everything that happened in between. So that way the viewers okay. can know and, you know, and we can go forward because it'll be like, oh, okay, that's why, oh, okay. Now we're going into the present okay. episode. And, yeah, so like two, like, yeah, two episodes for a prequel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. got it. Can I, can I throw in you one could, little you suggestion? Could... Yes. Oh, go ahead. I'd love to see a fantasy versus reality scene of, you know, when well, she yeah, kind of gave... Yeah, when she kind of was giving into, you know, love, hate, not love, hate, but, you know, feeling for him, hating him, um, you yeah. know, how she would have wanted it to happen, how it really happened. You know what I mean? I love yeah. those. Yeah. That's such a, I never know if you guys like that or not. We've done a couple of yes. those in the past, and I never, yeah. like, fully went with it. Okay. Man, you yeah, guys you are awesome. Call us I've up. already got too many ideas yeah. now. Yeah, you need to call us up. We'll tell you. That. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. I'm so much in yeah. my head, and then sometimes I feel like I've told stuff or I didn't tell stuff because you know I lived it. And so I'm glad you guys like the Jameson storyline. I, I um, last thing I'll say on that is I had a completely different season three written. I think I might have said that last time. I had a totally different season three written, and then this story happened to me, and I threw the season three I had written in the trash. I'm bringing some of it back so you guys get some more backstory. But I threw it away. Right. And then I said to myself, I was like, I'm going to tell this instead, which is why it took so long, because then I ended up writing this and ended up having to cast it and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, I'm so happy that you guys like it. Because I do feel like it shows, like we were talking about, a lot of similar mistakes that she's making, again, but with a guy who is, Technically different than Holden, not an athlete, not all that stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. cool. good to know. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. I'm glad because I asked we've all been, because we, because oh. we've all been there. We've all been there. It's like a a dream yeah. and a fan a, a fantasy, and then it just goes it goes bad, and you wonder why. Well, how did I get myself into this? I mean, I do that regularly i'll do that like in the moment of something myself i'll be like this is how i thought it was going to play out and i was like well this is going well mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then bam reality check like what wait huh like this isn't what's supposed to have been like this this is supposed to have been my life was supposed to go like this not like that like he was supposed to love me not love her that's yeah. right mm-hmm. you know i fantasize every night before i fall asleep 
sometimes it's, you know, recreating a conversation or an argument, uh, a, a moment throughout, mm-hmm. that happened throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But a lot of I times I do a lot of reading and a lot of times, you know, it will carry over into I become like a secondary character in whatever I'm reading. And mm-hmm. I re- I'm, I'm a writer at heart. I rewrite what, you know, the way I would have played out certain scenes in the book, et cetera, et cetera. And um, your series feels like that to a certain extent. It feels like the real, uh, the regular person, the regular us, but stuck, but put in these, but in these situations and like, oops. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like Candace said, keep keep doing what you're doing, but definitely, we, yeah. I, I think a, most of us would would like to see a little bit more. Um, you know what happens, how it happens, and and definitely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little bit more. Dangerous. That's what I wanted to hear. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that's how you guys feel. And now yeah. I'm more inspired than I was five minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when we develop as a character, that there's definitely enough. There has to be enough story, even if you don't write based on yourself anymore. There's definitely enough of her in in the episodes we have already for season four. So if you're debating, True. you've got my vote. Um, <laughs> you've obviously got you've obviously got Carolyn's vote, and I think you got Candace's vote. So pretty much. Yep. I think we're gonna hashtag we're gonna hashtag vote for season four. <laughs> yeah. And five and well, five I like and seven. I like that that you I mean it's always so flattering to hear people understand what I was trying to do because this is you know it's such a, like an isolated thing when you're writing these and and then when you're editing them and filming them you don't know especially from from an audience that appreciates like this kind of content I it means a lot to me so I appreciate it. No problem. Can you tell our li- remind our listeners? where they can give you direct feedback, where they can see the show, and how they can, you know, let you know what they're thinking sure. and feeling. Well, you can watch it on uh, brokenatlovetheseries.com or youtube.com slash brokenatlove, and then you can comment, you can tweet me at brokenatlove, and we're also on Instagram at brokenatlovetheseries and Facebook at brokenatlove. I think that's all of them. But it's all on brokenatlovetheseries.com. If you go there, it's a link to everything, including an email contact if you have something more, you know, important than a tweet will allow to send. You can do that, too. Do you have time to go in and, and check your the, the comments that the fans are making? And do they oh, give I read you every, any? I read everything. Oh, okay, okay. So you know that you're I, getting excellent feedback. Yeah, no, I... I I I wish I was one of those people who'd be like, oh no, I don't read stuff, I don't look stuff. I like no, if you know Vivian, I look everything. <laughs> I'm on top of all of that. I don't I don't know if I'll ever break that habit, but no, I, I read everything. Very good. Oh, important, important. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you decided to rejoin us again and when season and four comes out. And I will do so when I've got my episodes for you guys. Oh, you you. Come back. Sneak peek for you everybody. Just before you go, I'll send I'll the links early to you guys. I'll <laughs> ask the soapy fan question. 
what's what are you intrigued? You said you're watching CBS a little bit more now. What really hit mm-hmm. you when you start when you tuned back in? What what really um, got you to go in the next day, the day after that? What storyline is yeah, resonating with you? I've been ironically, I will say, guilty secret guilty pleasure is I have been like if I have like a long stressful or just like a very busy day, I will go to the CBS app and just watch one of the soap episodes. I don't even know how like where I'm at at the story, but I'll just watch one or two, and I find it very relaxing. Uh, before bed watching something like that. And um, I really liked, uh, I really liked Young and the Restless. And I, I feel like I, last time I watched it consistently, I was in college. And it was because I got to do like a bit part and I got to see the set and, and be there and stuff. And so I kind of feel like I still know all these characters and all these people because I was watching it every day when I was at school. And, um, and so it was, I liked, I just liked joining back in on that. And, um, I think the women on that show, I, I really don't know how they didn't get nominated. I just think the women on that show are, are very talented. And um, and so I've, I've been enjoying watching that. I'm curious what you guys thought. Okay, this is how far behind I was. But I'm curious what your guys' opinion, this might be, like, too elaborate or controversial. What was your opinion on the abuse storyline that everyone seems to hate? Oh, oh please let me go first. Please let me go first. <laughs> go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. You got Candace. You have to start. Oh, sorry. So, all right, so anybody who knows, okay, first and foremost, I give credit to the beginning part of the domestic storyline, because on a lot of soaps, it seems they're afraid to tell a real story like that, okay? Mm -hmm. Even though it was a character, JT, which everybody was like, oh, he's such a good character, but in all honesty, he was a complex well, JT was, you know, your dewy-eyed teenage heartthrob that played the guitar, and everybody's, you know, all the girls go, oh, it's JT, oh, no. okay. so dreamy. Yeah, okay, he had that going <laughs> for him, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, he left the show for a few years, so when he came back, everybody just assumed that he was the same character. But as we all know in real life, an abuser could be a teacher that teaches your kids all the time. It could be the police department. It doesn't have to be a perfectly good stranger. So with the character of JT, and then you have the character of Victoria Newman, who is, mm-hmm. you know, the Victor Newman's yeah. daughter, you know, mm-hmm. to go through that journey was interesting. The acting with Amelia and Thad was great. They yeah, fell I apart like and they yeah, they fell apart when they tried to do the Pretty Little Liars, big um, what big what is it, Big Town Lies or something like that, where it big became a little, yeah, it became too campy, too soapy, and mm. it just kind of fell apart and it took away the message, the mess, you know, like that. Uh, now this storyline was quote unquote, and I'm sorry, Young and the Restless, I love you, but it became a joke. Because it, it uh, went every which way but staying true to the story that was being told. And, of course, you know, and I, I said this, and I know people came after me, but I feel as though there was too many hands in this pot that was trying to stir because they were trying to tell a story. But, of course, you know, some fans are uncomfortable when social mm-hmm. issues come to soap. So it, it was a, it was it was good, and then it got, eh. So it was kind of a mixed thing. So I didn't yeah. see a lot of it, but I saw. I think I would want to say I saw the, the more beginning part because 
she was, I saw the mm-hmm. part where she was more shocked about, you know, it happening. Yeah, right. but I, I really liked their acting. I thought their acting and what, yeah. and what I did was really good. But I just, I know it's a mm-hmm. touchy subject. How do you guys feel about, I'll just separate one last note on soaps. How do you guys feel since it was such a big winner on the Emmys of the Alzheimer's storyline on General Hospital being like the star uh, storyline? Okay, I'm going to go first on this one. Um, Young and the Restless did did their version of it, um, and they did a phenomenal job. Yes, yes, they did. I think General Hospital has legs behind in so many story in so many story ideas, except this one. They really Mm -hmm. hit all of the beats. Um, I think that they could have spent a little bit more time on it because when we saw the confusion. The, the new girlfriend who was married to someone else, the, the son having to deal mm. with the, the, you know, the family crumbling. They hit every beat, yeah. but they didn't spend enough time on the beat. But the it's acting was superb. Yeah. The writing was great. That's the one shining storyline for General Hospital this year. Absolutely. It definitely felt very real, and I think probably most people, I know I do, know somebody who – is had dementia or Alzheimer's, and I feel like if you know mm-hmm. or experience it even once, I just feel like you, you just feel yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. I feel I, I know a little bit more than last time. <laughs> you think you go, girl? See, you're studying the soaps. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, girl, you have to come back when I you have a few more episodes. We may not. We may have a new crew member. Why? You go all behind. Let me catch yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the next time you come, you're going to be all like, so what did y'all think about this on the Young and the Restless in General Hospital? And we'll be like, oh, okay. She she really was watching. Okay, I'll ask one more then. One more. What do we think of, since this is okay. more recent, what do we think of Summer, Lola, Oh my god! 
I love the story. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, it's, uh, the only thing I can add to that is there have not been enough tags in recent soap history. And he, the way they write him, the way he plays it, 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 it brings me back to the 80s of, you know, yep. the iconic yeah. Cad the Cad. But it brings when me Jack back to the 80s of Jack. Yeah, Briscoe, Jack, yeah. all those iconic kind of, like, players that you know there's the good boy in them, but they can't mm-hmm. help still being, you know, a little bad. Uh, and it's so, so hot. So mischievous. You, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just good. Oh, we like you. You need to come back. <laughs> yeah, you need to come back. Yeah, good questions. Good questions. <laughs> yeah. Good questions. Aquarius. <laughs> oh man. Now I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, be tweeting you later too. I'm gonna be like so summer cow. Okay, let's talk. I'm I'm like a week behind on them, but um because I've been oh, everywhere. Oh, but I'm not gonna tell you what happened so far this week. I know but you need, the New like, York thing. They go to New York. Right. Supposed to go to New York. I I but I'm not there yet. Okay. Okay. Then don't watch my no don't watch my no Don't watch my okay. Facebook, then. Okay. I'll let, I'll, I'll probably like I'll. Yeah, just you know, I'll tweet you. Don't worry, or tweet me. We'll, okay. We'll talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, you are well, a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. You are Aww. a bright, bright bundle of cuteness and energy, and we <laughs> definitely you. enjoy having you. When you have more episodes, yeah. please come back. Please I come will. back even if you, you don't get have more episodes. You'll get them early. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you guys the first episode early. You gotta give me a little time, but I'm gonna give you the first episode early, and then you'll know what it is before you have me back, and then it'll be even more fun. <laughs> awesome. Oh. And if you want to know, we look forward. I know. Candace and I are up for the job. If you need somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, yeah. Here. We're here. Tweet them yep. to me. For sure. Oh, thank you. Okay, so the Emmys, guys. The Emmys. A little bit. Candace, your show pulls in the top three. Yeah, and I was shocked. Yep. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. I was shocked. I. I uh I think well, so was know, Ron Colavani. <laughs> I I think everybody was shocked from you know, I mean sadly we didn't get to see writing and directing. We didn't see that part of the Emmys. Thanks a lot. But um you know <sighs> when the reels were announced and everybody pretty much was saying, you know, when because Young and Russell had the the information for Young and Russell's came last. But when you read with Bold and Days and GH, the talk of the town was GH. Lord knows mm-hmm. GH had pulled like pulled two emotionally connected storylines and used it as a real. Which, you know, GH, you know, sometimes it's a hit and miss sometimes, you know. 
Everybody was looking at Days of Our Lives. Everybody was like, before the reels was even announced, everybody was like, John Lena's wedding. Lord, that was the best soap ever. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Praise mm-hmm. soap Jesus, Days of Our Lives. When it was revealed that Days of Our Lives did not submit to John Lena's stuff, I've never seen social media go off the way that it did. Um, both, you know, pick, and in both defense, they picked the typical soap staple of a who did it, who done it mm-hmm. storyline. Um, which wasn't, I mean, it, it was it was interesting because if you think about the whole year in, in total, it was all about Bill Spencer. Yes, it was. It's 2018, Bill Spencer year. Um, with Young and the Rustlers, what they submitted, I think a lot of fans were, you know, kind of shocked and not shocked. I think some people thought that Hillary's death should have been a part of it and not the domestic storyline. Um, for, 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 the, for the show, I, I remember people, including myself, I thought it was going to be a tie. I did between Young and the Rustlers and General Hospital. Um, but since Young and the Rustlers won, you know, there was, you know, a lot of gasp and awe, but the big shock was seeing Mal Young there. Um, I, yeah, that was a big shock for me. I mean, I because nobody. I mean, obviously, when you're you know the head or anything, but because everybody knows the the way everything you happened, the you would kind of think, usually. yeah, 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 you kind of yeah. sit this one out. But he was there, and just constantly seeing him going up and receiving the award, and then when they won for best show, now. <laughs> this is where I always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because we all know that there's some actors who kind of said some things about mm-hmm. Mr. Young. And to see him up on stage with that cast and, you know, talking about, you know, there was a great mind and stuff like that. And you just can feel like, okay, this must be uncomfortable for everybody. It ain't just a fan because I was just like, okay, I'm just going to look at certain people's faces just to see if I can read it. But, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, look, if you base it real, I, I mean, Young and the Russell's had consistency. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy they won, but like I said, I'm, I'm still in shock. And that's coming from me. I was like, okay, maybe directing. I was like, directing for sure. Writing, I was like, that mm. show I thought was going to be tied. I really did, but and the okay, fact that so, they won and no acting awards. You know, I'm I'm a little torn on the no acting awards because honestly, I'm not upset with anyone except one of the acting of the acting categories. Um, mm-hmm. Writing, writing, I'm I'm floored. I, I'm definitely, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm definitely like, and I think what I thought about this a lot. How I wanted to say it tonight, because quite frankly, we got four left on on network television, and they've got to bring they've got to bring all they have to stay on network television. And after the year the Young and the Restless had. They quickly scrambled to pull back the viewers. So, having said it that way, I think this this year's Emmys was a very clear indicator of how different the industry 
versus the fan sentiment and feeling is. Um, in the acting categories, maybe not so much, but as far as the top three, um, writing, directing, and best show, it went industry, not not quality. Not fan oriented. It's my personal opinion. Well, real quick, I'm just going to say this real quick, is that because Days of Our Lives, okay, here's the thing. Last year was Days, I like to call, their to-die moment, where Ron really had a full year at the job Last year to showcase. This is Luke and Laura year. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah, was the it year was that it was the year Dave has never had a year like that before, and and right. I hope they have more. But they've never had a year that consistently talked about, that consistently, that, that consistently good. You know, right. every time Dave has a good uh, momentum going, they shoot themselves in the foot. Um, they sure not And this is, the, this is the first time they really didn't. And and they were celebrated highly. My theory on why they submitted what they did and didn't submit the John and Marlena stuff is because I think they were worried about the the fan. I, I don't want to call it backlash, but saying, "Of course you submitted that. Of course you played on the sentimentality." Da 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 da. You didn't play all the different story beats that you had all year. You took that one moment. Um, and it backfired for them. That's what they should have but done. See, this is the thing. This is what I, I'm going to have to kind of like disagree on this because okay. the thing is, is that with Days of Our Lives, that Jolena storyline was the umbrella storyline. It featured the ensemble cast. Okay. Now, from what is being said on social media, and I've actually saw, you know, every Days fan was was tagging Ron Carvati. They was like, why didn't you submit this? And Ron did say he did do it. And some of us have to remember that at the end of the day, the head writers aren't the ones to choose the real. It's the executive producers. So there's the theory that Ken Corday was the one who picked the reels because Frank Valentine also picked the reels. And of course, well, Mal Young, he had it all. He was the writer, head writer. He He could do it. So but it's Kim, like, okay. you're not actually disagreeing. That's my exact point. Well, well, yeah, I mean, well, no, what I'm saying is, is that to me, if I was Ken Corday, I can, I, I, like, to me, I understand, like, I, tr- I was sitting down last night and I was having one of those moments where I was thinking, okay, if I was Ken Corday, what would I've done? And the whole thing is, is that I look at this, the Abby DID storyline was, talked about a lot. Negative and positive. Everybody praised Marcy for her work. You know, she went to the Erica Slazak School of Acting, okay? Mm -hmm. And the thing is is that even though that storyline was talked about a lot, it wasn't the big, like, it didn't really honor the history. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I felt so each show was kind of honoring Emmy, and this is going to sound weird, I know, their own kind of history. With General Hospital's reel of the Nathan's funeral, it wasn't much about Nathan's funeral. It was the, it was the fact that we were honoring family. Because we uh-huh. saw 
family at the funeral. We saw tightness. You know, when one falls, everybody comes together. We also, mm-hmm. at the nurses' ball, and I know General Hospital fans were up in arms. They was like, oh, again, the nurses' ball. But think about what the story was around that. It was the Alzheimer's. We saw Sonny Corinto, who, you know, Maurice Bernard was celebrating 25 years being on the show. And here is Sonny Corinto's monster to it all coming up there to sing with his father. Family. GH mm-hmm. used family as their main thing for the real. With Ken Corday, I don't know. I trust, trust me, y'all. I don't even know. I don't even know why he did what he did. Why he sabotaged days like that. Like I felt it well, so. And I think that's why so many days fans have that backlying fear that because Sony, da 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 da, that they pull strings to bump this and bump that and act this way and act that way. When one show is failing, we'll throw a little shade this way. When, show, when one show needs a boom, mm-hmm. we'll pull the most dramatic away from that. And more we don't, and more we don't and more. Know, we don't know what goes yeah. on behind the scenes. And you don't exactly. know why they were, we no they, they were soft, soft, right. soft pedaling and trying to keep the, their – they were covering their ass. <laughs> they want to keep All right. Control. So we did the top three. Let's do the top mm-hmm. two act, actor and actress. Any comments, David? You've been really, really quiet. What do you think about actor and actresses this year? Oh, my God. I was torn between Maurice and John. Um, Jackie was a surprise. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy that G.H. got best actor um, it, it, it just seemed like a toss up and poor Maurice I, I was so happy for Maurice that he was so unprepared because he didn't mm-hmm. expect to win and I mm-hmm. think that's what got everyone because it was so heartfelt coming from him it was a very he didn't heartfelt. have anything rehearsed yeah um, well, I don't we think all, Jackie was that much won. of a surprise. We all knew who won, David. Who, who would, who was your choice? Well, I thought John, John was my choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John was my choice too. I'm not. I'm not unhappy that Maurice walked away with it. Um, I, you know, of course, you knew Maura West was my choice for actress. Yeah, I'm not unhappy yeah. that Jackie, and I, and it's not unexpected. Um, this really, this this really was her year. Um, once we saw, once we saw what scene she submitted, um, she really was up there fighting for it, and and well deserved, well deserved. Candice, um, I thought it was going to be between Maurice and Peter Bergman, so I wasn't too surprised with Maurice. And knowing that this storyline is more real to him because of his father. That explained a lot, you know. Um, if you follow Maurice on Instagram, he even explained mm-hmm. how he, you know, the first year that he won, how he wasn't involved because of his mental disorder, you know, that he is nervous, his, you know, anxious, you know, he's he's really uncomfortable. So kind of seeing that on the daytime Emmys, I, you know, I felt for him because I'm like, okay, just enjoy, try to enjoy it, Maurice, and you could tell there was moments. Um, 
Here's the thing about lead actress, and I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. Yes, I know everybody wanted Mara West to win. Lord knows we all did. But if if I'm going to be real for a second, I wasn't surprised that the Academy gave it to New Blood because I kept saying that. I had a feeling that it was yeah. going to be New Blood you to did. win that award. It was either going to be Marcy or Jacqueline. I know a lot of people was laughing about Jacqueline, but here's the thing. We've seen Mara West do what she does. She is She's Mara freaking West, y'all. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. We see Laura Wright she really do her thing. Right, she does it. She what she needs is an award named after her. That's what she needs. <laughs> the Mara That's... West Award. Dun, 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 dun. You know, like the Mara West Scholarship for acting. I don't know. Um, we see Heather Tom. Look, Heather Tom. Anytime you need lead actress in Bone the Beautiful, Heather Tom is right there. She's that damn good. Marcy. Damn it, I really wish it was a tie. I wish everything was a tie. I thought Marcy was probably going to get it, but with Jacqueline, I mean, say what you want about Duffy Overkill. That girl really has grown up into her craft, and she's grown into a leading actress. Say what you want. Homegirl held it down in 2018. You went on that emotional journey with her, and you've seen it, and so I wasn't mad. I mean, I was was I shocked that that they actually was going to give it to New Blood? Yeah. Was I disappointed? No. Because Mar, look, Mar West, Laura Wright, Heather Tom has how many Emmys? Yeah. How many? I mean, uh, sometimes you don't even uh, need an Emmy to know that they're four. damn good. Heather's got three. Mara's got. I think Mara's got three as well. Laura has mm-hmm. two. Two. Um. Yeah, all right, so let's go to supporting. And Candace, why don't you take the lead on supporting? Okay, so, um, okay, I'm just going to do supporting actor first because supporting actors, I, I need to, like, really not get into my, I'm going to get in my feelings. So, obviously, if you were a better, you know that between Max Gale and Brighton James was the two picks, pretty much. And uh-huh. I was not mad at, because here's the thing, if it was going to come down between those two, it's because, again, the whole key of the nominations was emotional pull, like just pulling at your heart, you know, with these storylines. And the thing is, is that, you know, Max Gale did his damn thing. You know, he he's a recast yeah. dream because a lot of people didn't think he could yeah. pull it off. And, you know, he here he is, Mr. Barney Miller, you know, <laughs> you know, playing yeah. this emotionally charged storyline of a man that hasn't been around for his children. Yes, I'm talking about Courtney too. God rest her soap soul. And Sonny. Yep. And here he comes back with Alzheimer's and it's like, wow, we're really on this journey with him. And I wasn't mad at it. I, I really wasn't. Um, I do wish Brighton did win, but that's okay because I know he's probably going to get nominated next year. Um, and Max won't. For support. This, right. This and, was the moment for Max. It was either do or die. Now or never. Yeah. 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 This was pretty much his thank you. Like, you yeah. did you did great work. You held your own against Maurice Bernard. Again, name certain people who can actually do that. Can hold it, uh, you against, know, hold their against own. Against Maurice Bernard. Against Bernard. the little actress that plays Avery. Against Laura right. Wright. Against Against uh, Mora West. I, against I mean, here's the thing. Aunt his Vince real head, Aunt Rebecca Vince Hurt. From Philly. 
Take this category first, younger, um, younger actor and actor. 
<laughs> younger actor and actress. Let me see. Uh, well, it was Theo. And, um, and, um, uh, oh, Theo. Kiki. Um, Kiki. Do you love Kiki. me? Yeah. me. I was surprised with both of them. Um, I, I didn't think that, um, Kyler had enough to submit. Because it was only that part of January. <laughs> and they weren't outstanding things. They just weren't. Yeah. Not compared to what else was submitted. That's the, the, the only award of the night that I really was like, I, you know, then I threw. I threw my soda on the dog. He did. I understand that Ron wrote him pretty well, but that was there wasn't much for him to submit. Yeah. Kiki, I'm I'm not surprised. Even though he was, I have to say he was written well, but it was written well, but it wasn't outstanding material. Not compared to who else submitted. It just wasn't. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till my turn because Lord knows so Jesus I'm gonna need you to help me tonight right now in this moment. Okay. Mm. Then, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go shut quick. Up right we got 45 minutes. So. Roll it, Candice. Roll it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Jesus, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 All right. Here's the thing for for younger actor. Look, all I heard was Days of Our Lives, so I got excited and thought Lucas Adams won. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. When I saw Kylie, when I saw Kylie get up there, right. I'm like, for what? I was like, I literally said, for what? Like, granted, he's a great, he's a good actor, but what, what, what? Tell me. Please, somebody sit me down and say, Candace, here's why he won the same the same award that Tom Pelfrey, Jonathan Jackson have won in the past. This is what, I'm like, really? Because I just remember him sitting in the hospital bed saying goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. I'm going to South Africa. <laughs> goodbye. I'm going to love you. Give me a contact. I'm going to be your uncle. Wow. Dad, I'm sorry. What, 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 what did he, what did he do to be, look, I would even had took William Lipton over this because I just, I just personally, I was offended. I'm sorry to the, I'm sorry, Dave's fans. I love y'all. Y'all know that. I love the actor who plays Theo, but to me, no, no. No, yeah. now for younger. Lucas. Now for younger. Lucas. Actors, but he's been gone. And he's been gone for a better part He's of been gone. I mean, look, yeah. here's my thing. All right. Young and the Russell's fans was all up in arms that um, Zach, a.k.a. Fenmore, got nominated for his beginning, like, four episodes, right? So <laughs> I'm going to reverse, reverse that because that's how we, that's how I felt as a Dave fan. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all submitted the last two episodes that he was in. And yeah. most of the time it was, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? It was more Casey Mustard. You know what? You know what? He's an Emmy uh-huh. Award winner now. He's an Emmy yeah. Award winner now. We can't yeah. we can't shade him because obviously people made the right decision. And who knows? You know, Ron Carver might be bringing him back. You never know because he's an Emmy Award winner, the only Days of Our Lives actor to win that night. <laughs> so go ahead, Days. Rock on with the free world because now I got something to say about the younger actors category. Well, um, let's stay in the days. Uh, let's okay. stay in the days vein and recap the last two weeks real okay. quick. Carolyn, okay. this your baby, honey. What you got to say about the last two weeks of days? 
Oh, does does anyone know about the baby Holly? Is she is she oh. really dead? No, oh, she's not. Really? Oh, I hope. I hope not. Really? We found out today that Xander, uh, yesterday, sorry, that Xander mm-hmm. sold her to someone, we don't know who, We don't, and he don't care, um, it was a corpse, they would, both of them were corpses that were placed in the, that were in the van, um, and the driver had gotten out and basically caused the explosion. So this storyline is going to go on for a while. I've seen this storyline before. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry, that's even oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, oh, okay, y'all all know that I have my Maggie vision issues. Went off the wagon. So I have I yeah, have yeah, three yeah. questions. Yeah. Who came in and and clinked glasses with Maggie because I couldn't get it to I couldn't get my, my, my T V to go back so I could use my little magnifier. Who came in and clinked glasses with Maggie when she was drinking? Look at it. Oh, she okay. didn't wait. Mm. Yes. Yeah. We first Mine saw her too. open the she bottle, down. and then the next scene, someone out. came in and toasted with her. Yeah, I think, she, I think she, I think she, I thought she threw it she down was, too. That she wasn't going to yeah, drink. Yeah, she was drink. Yeah, she, she was. She was kind of. No, no. That's what it was. Oh, she, she threw it down. She, okay. She down uh-huh. No, she was. She put it down. She poured it back in the bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah, the body is too down. important. I well, think she might have just from, had, had flashbacks or she, whatever. She's going off the wagon. That's mm. what I heard, too. Really? Well, she poured it back in the bottle today or yesterday, and she walked out of the room. So, and if yeah, she don't use that didn't. bottle in Club Victor, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's coming. Uh, she, that's coming. She Hopefully needs to beat Victor. No slap in the face. She needs to beat him with the bottle. Yeah. Or, or another hey. hard object. Yeah. 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 No. Cold. Cold. When he said, I'm going to stay for a drink to his how many years sober wife who just lost her granddaughter, yeah. I, I wanted to jump through the television screen and eat his face off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what good actors do. Yeah. Make, us make you angry. Do that. Make he you made angry. me angry. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. Other highlights? I, I, I just well, have to say it again like, this week. How do you guys like Jack? Are you waiting for him to get his memory back? Oh, At this point, I'm point just on the edge of I don't care anymore. I'm not yeah. well, I'm already yeah. there. I'm already but there. But I'm, I'm sitting on the cliff and my and my my chair is going back and forth and I'm about to fall over and I don't care. Anymore. I'm on the bungee board. I'm on the branch on the bungee. I'm 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 being helped by the bungee on the branch. That's how that's how I'm right now. I'm just like just like let, let, it, let, let me go. So I'm gonna ask both. I'm gonna ask all three of you this question. All right, go ahead. This that whole storyline has has beyond pissed me off to the point where I don't care anymore. It's unrealistic. Uh-huh. It's stupid. Um, I don't care anymore. I, I'm going to jump see her walk in, Did you see her walk in today? And she said, oh, and then I, what, did Xander just fly out the window and helped his, helped his to death? Well, what are you doing here? And he came up with some other cockamamie story. I said, oh, this is too much. Okay. 
And she Remember a couple of months wine. ago when we was talking about Taylor on B&B? Whatever water <laughs> she was drinking, she sent to Salem, and now Hope's been drinking that water. Because I don't know who this Hope is. She is not this – I mean, she, she was mar- married to, about to marry, whatever, the, the father of the, of the psycho who raped her daughter, who turned out to be psycho himself. After all, if she can't see what's going on, uh-uh, she, she, somebody, is, somebody is messing with her water bottles. That's all I got. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Or she's got coming. cataracts. Oh. Cataracts? Cataracts? <laughs> she's blind to the TV wonder. Uh-uh. Hey, watch I, it, I, lo- I have one. All right. No, no offense, Carol. Serious, yeah, serious question, careful. guys. Are they going to use the potential with Claire coming off the rails? Is it going to be a full-on train wreck that's glorious? Or is it just going to drop over the side of the mountain and we're going to get one little, like, one little tiny puff? I think she's going to go off to Africa now with, to, meet, to meet up with you. <laughs> Candace, what, what do you think? <sighs> I mean, I would love for her to go out the blaze of glory. I will, but, 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 I'm starting to lose, oh, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I'm starting to kind of lose faith in days right now. For them to do something. That's why I'm asking this question. Yeah, because I feel as though, like, they got us all hyped up. Like, Homegirl, like, she has officially become crazy, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But the end game, I don't see it being explosive. I just see it being, like, okay, I'm going. Bye. Like, okay. You know, yeah. We we know Lucas is leaving the canvas. We know, you know, unfortunately, yeah. Trip will be gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but I would absolutely love to see a double homicide. Just have a And Trip is another one. He, he's he's fur- that maybe. Yeah, does it feel to you guys that maybe she's planning? To get rid she's of her. Planning. She's plotting, but it's going to backfire. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I would love to see an end result. I would probably love it. But I just have a feeling it's not going to, it's not going to be a satisfying, you know, situation for the fans. I, I, just, I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, well, let me ask this question. <laughs> I have this question, and it's been burnt. It's, I tweeted it out today, actually. I said something about it. Do we really think this is Nicole? Oh, well, that's uh, that's yeah. rumored. Oh, yeah. It's not, no, it's not. This isn't Nicole. This is not. The, 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 there's going to be okay. a twist. It's going to be Ron? a twist. Ron? There's, Ryan? There's some pictures. Listen to me. Ron, 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 we see, Ron, look, I know you listen to the show. I know you watch us on Twitter. I know it. (laughs) Ron Coy, my Doctor Who boy, we see eye to eye too. Look, if this twist is what I'm, what some fans and myself are thinking, go full steam ahead with it. This would be so juicy. 
that is like, oh, my God. This, this would well, be epic. That's in why, this... Yeah, that's why yeah, she doesn't want to show her body. So, uh, right. who was it? Whatever. I mean, that, which one on the show would know that it was the real girl? Right. But see, here's the thing. Many. I was thinking, I was like, okay, the, like, you have Brady. You have Eric. You can have Rock. Oh, my God. That would be hot as hell. Oh, no. But I'm just saying, like, this twist would be so good, especially if it it look, look days look we'll forgive you for <laughs> not you know submitting the whole Jolena thing. We'll forgive you for not writing stuff on and Gabby the right way when Tyler Christopher was there. We'll forgive yep. you for some of the lacking of the light and the music if you do this story justice. Look, Ron. You you graduated yeah, you from the Nixon school. Yeah, if you pull this off without any hiccups, because you graduated from the school, I tell everybody you was the last graduate of the Agnes Nixon School for Writing. So, you know what to do. You know how to play the beats. You're already up to Christmas over in days. By the, by the way, that's ridiculous that y'all filming close to Christmas uh-huh. now. It's not even July yeah. 4th, but we'll, that's another time for another topic. Do the story justice because I can see the, oh my God, I, I can feel it. I can see, I can see the phoenix. Rising, the phoenix, <laughs> rising, phoenix. Am I do you notice it? Do you notice yeah. with Nicole? She's so sweet and nice, and she's really been playing with Eric the last couple of days. And he's all, uh-huh. he, you know, oh, this is great. And then she turns around today. She whispered in his ear. She said, "No." She, said, she forgets Cleo, but <laughs> I blame you. And it's like, oh, poor Eric, yeah, that's he's just her. enough. No, no. There's no consistency with her. She's, so you know it's a split personality. Well, so you is, know, she has been gone for a while and under surgeries, and we all know, you know, Dr. Ross might not be dead and been playing with her brain, too. So it might well, not be really cold that we in, know. She was in the fire. Yeah, she was in the fire. There was a fire yeah. there. She might have been burned. And... Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she might be brainwashed. Before we yeah. leave, Salem, yeah. can I just say one more time to Javon and the team? Enough with the flashbacks. Seriously. You flashing me back on something that I just watched yesterday. The whole scene. Not even, not even the key point of the scene. You gave me the Don't whole play. damn scene of what I just watched yesterday. You wasted Anthony, four and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, oh, we, gotta, to gotta, we have to we have to move right along. You don't have much time. All right, L.A. David, give us the fine points of what's going on in L.A. <laughs> uh, Sally left Aww. because she found out. What Tom, what, well, she knew what Thomas was doing and didn't tell Wyatt, and Quinn couldn't be happier that she's gone. Mm. Because now mm. Quinn wants, Quinn is already endorsing Flo. Mm. Thumb in the water. Uh, Taylor been sharing the water with Thomas, too, because it is, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Mm. They're passing that holy water around. <laughs> Jackie Mack cannot come back quick enough. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, nothing happened in L.A. 
As far as I'm concerned, nothing relevant. Real interesting happens in L.A., Candace. What about you? Anything interesting happen in L.A., or can we move on to General City? You know, there is something (laughs) interesting that's happening over there that I kind of am am enjoying, but I'm kind of creeped out. Okay. I don't like how Thomas is acting like Cope is the greatest love of his life. Okay. But I must say, I'm kind of now getting a little intrigued that Thomas is taken after his crazy mama. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like Thomas, like Lifetime movie-ish. But I'm kind of intrigued of how they're doing Thomas. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but if it gives Thomas some layers, some depth, instead of being Thomas, then I'm okay. But I just don't want him to go too far, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. are we going to lay this back to when him and Brooke ate the berries? Is this where the craziness came from? We're not going back gonna... that much. We like to tend to forget about that. Oh, no, let's that. Right, do that um, again. <laughs> we we want to tend to forget about that. But I do like how some fans, this tells you how some fans don't, like the, 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 the how many years some fans, because Rich had made a comment saying when Thomas and, and Hope was um, was were almost engaged and almost married, and fans were like, no, they were not. And somebody pulled up a clip, sure enough, of Thomas proposing to Hope. This was around when Steffi and Bill was trying to bust Hope and uh, uh, who was it, Oliver, or maybe it was maybe it was Liam at the time. I right, I lost track. It was Liam. But I'm like, you know, yeah, it was Liam. Well, of course it was. <laughs> it was only mm. between the two guys. So I, I'm kind of intrigued to see where they take Thomas, if they're going to really take him off the deep end or they're just going to give him enough because, yeah, Liam does need some kind of, you know, person to go against. You know, we've always had Hope versus Steffi, Brooke versus Taylor. So maybe Liam and Thomas, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Anything with Liam, because honestly, he hasn't been as interesting as he was when he had no memory of who he was. He was more interesting when he didn't know who he was than he has been. And he still hasn't gone to the hospital yet to check that out. Mm. I know. All right. He's showing that he's got a little balls today. A little bit. I'm so proud of him. He did. I was proud of him. Go ahead, Liam. You you stick stick up for your rights and your woman. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, you said GC? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so basically the bye GC Bye-bye, baby, one and two. Bye-bye. Go ahead. Stop <laughs> it. So basically everybody's still recovering from the shocking death of Neil Winters. Um, ah, that, ah, my God, those were some damn good episodes. Um, Devon is moving forward with his life. But he's kind of having some trouble. And I, I mean, it's, you know, it's an everyday thing. You go out with a new girl. Everybody in town is looking at you. While you're looking at this beautiful yeah. woman and everything, you all of a sudden see your dead wife. I mean, <laughs> this stuff. I oh, mean, it's just, you know, you, I know, like you that never. Color. You know, That's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, it's the best triangle going right now. Is it Devon and Hillary, Devon and Lane? I mean, where where do you draw the line at? I'm just saying, 11 versus Devon, where you go. So you got that going on. Then somebody, I don't know who is messing with Mariah. And talk, like, I don't get it. You think it's Anna? I think it's Anna. You know what? Okay, 
here's the thing. I, I'm kind of hoping it's not because it would be, in, in a way, it would be too obvious. Predictable, yeah. I mean, I know that down the line, I know there's been rumors of the <laughs> triangle with them that, you know, Tessa, Mariah, Anna. But it would be too I, – personally, I don't think they should throw her under the bus like that. I mean, because there's no – you don't have any kind of um, things to, to, to make her sound starkish, you know, or possessive or obsessive. I, I just don't see that being her. Um, Josh, I hope y'all don't put her under that, that bus. Like, don't do that to – don't, because I like her. No. I actually, you know – Actually, you know, Lauren is a great actress, and I think she really has come into her own. Um, so we got that because, you know, Tessa's, Tessa's getting back into the swing of things for her singing. Ah, y'all thought Tessa was yes, going to her ah, no. An extended world tour. A world tour. No! Yes. No, but here's the thing. Tessa is, is, is kind of like she wants to get out there, but, you know, because she had, like, you know, that little trouble past, you know, you know, that's the whole thing, you know, about blackmail and stuff. And it said, you know, she should have a total makeover, but Mariah is like, she's kind of like, you know, well, why can't she be herself? And so you see Anna and, and, and Mariah kind of come to blows a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah. what's the best for Tessa? Like, so I I think that's interesting. What do you guys think about that? I like well, the Anthony. sparkage between Anna and Mariah much more mm-hmm. than I do between Anna and Tessa. Um, mm. Okay, mm. I said it all two minutes ago. Send her on a world concert tour, and, and let's check back in with her in a year and see if we like her any better. That's me personally. Um David, you want to answer? Because then I have a very important thing I want to say about the Young and the Restless. Um, oh, well, I have a question for you. Are you saying that you'd like to see Anna with Mariah instead of Tessa? Is that what? Yeah. Yep, I like that spark better. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I want to see them so play this out I with the Young and the Restless. All right. Okay. I want to see them actually uh, play this storyline out. There is something very important ahead, that I want to say uh-huh. right now to the fans of The Young and the Restless because I am very, very disheartened. I am very upset about the fans online that are bashing the Tracy Kane um, play, by play. We finally got Beth back on campus, first off. Second of all, there is right. absolutely no reason why she could not not only land but reform and rebuild a man like Kane. There is no reason whatsoever why they could not work as a couple. And if y'all people don't stop bashing, I'm going to stop showing up on, on, and knocking on doors. Leave <laughs> my girl alone. Oh, I know. And leave that storyline alone. Because they're cute. The chemistry is great. And if she could do it with Brad, Mother Carlton, she can most definitely do it with Kane Ashby, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's Stop the thing. Asking. Here's the thing. And, and it doesn't have fans, to be I'm, a love interest type of thing either. Right. It just could be a mutual respect. I mean, here's the thing. Look, all right, Young and Russell, let me reintroduce you to to Josh Griffin. Josh Griffin was on this show called One Life to Live, right? All right. So there was these two characters named Marcy and Al. Marcy was hopeless romantic. <laughs> 
she was very brash. She was very sassy, and she loved writing books, and she had a wild imagination as well. Al was that guy, that good-looking guy that, you know, died, came back into another form of body, you know, stuff like that. You know how it goes on so. Anyway, the yep. fact is, is that at first, Josh Griffin was not going to write for them as a romantic couple, but, you know, viewers enjoy them. Here's the thing. We're now in 2019, right? All right. Why not? Why not? And look, Lillian Kane fans, I, look, I love Lillian Kane too, but I called them out, like I said. For Tracy, mm-hmm. Tracy has been the heart and soul of Young and the Rossless. For, I mean, here's the thing, y'all yeah, know Catherine, but here's the thing, Tracy's been that hopeless romantic that we all just, we all, we can feel for. We we are Tracy. Uh, each and every one of us is Tracy Abbott, okay? And the fact is, is that I'm actually enjoying the storyline because we forget Tracy does have a connection to Kane and Lily, but mostly Kane, because Lily ain't there, you know. You know, I, I would be okay to the with twins. yeah to the twins. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against a romantic situation. I, I like the friendship. I love the re the restart. I should say because this is Josh in a way. Saying, you know, sometimes you got to put the past behind you and start again. And when you start again, you never know what new relationships and friendships you'll build. Mm-hmm. That's what's going right. on right now. So I'm not mad. So, yeah, I agree. Like, fans, y'all need to sit down somewhere. Yeah. And y'all know at how least, y'all are. At least give it a chance. It, it, it right. might not turn into anything, but I hope it does. I really do. I mean, you know what? These are the same people that probably said the same thing about uh, uh, who was the order? about Donna Love and Matt Crane on Another World. Mm-hmm. Todd and Blair back in the day. No, or or Dorian and Joey. Dorian, yeah, very good, very good. Casey and Emily on S. Wall Turns. I'm just saying, Casey and Emily, yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know I got receipts too. Yeah. But and then mm-hmm. real quick, Younger Rossless, the messiest triangle, Summer, Kyle, Lola. Kyle finally got some for both the women. Yep. <laughs> bum bum. Chicken wow wow. What do y'all think? Like, honestly, because this is one of the top stories that is happening on Younger Rossless, right? So what do y'all think about these three characters and this triangle that's causing such a friends on social media. Okay. I, I have to talk. It's, Take the lead. Go ahead. He's, he's young. He grew up very well off. He's gorgeous. So he's going to play both sides of the beat. Without, in real, if that was a real-life scenario, he'd have two other girls you know, for, for Friday and Saturday night at 3 o'clock in the morning after he drops Lola off on Friday and Summer off on Saturday. But since it's a soap opera, you know, we have to tone it down just a bit. But absolutely, 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 absolutely. That Lola gave it up to him does not shock me, does not offend me. This is, this is exactly, yes, 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 it's fire. It's fire. It's wonderful. I want more, more, more. David? Because we know Kansas wants He's young. So David, you go, baby. They're young. They're restless. They're trying to capture that age group to get those 
that age group watching again if they aren't already. Um, and um, he's playing both ends against the middle, um, probably, literally, if not, figuratively, if not, literally. And um, it's hot. I would not be upset if he decided to play both ends in the same day. And somehow they made it work. <laughs> the summer of right. people. Right? Right. I mean, right. You know, folks have been tackling everything. We've got the, you know, we've got cults. We've got, you know, racial profiling. We've got immigration. You know, why not play, why not play with adventurous sex? I mean, you don't have to show us actually things going in and out, but... You know, we could show them stumbling in the room and then waking up in the morning with, you know, strategically placed sheets. I mean, Yaya Ross was big, kind of hit at that, like, what was it, two years ago when uh, Billy, Chelsea, Phyllis, and Nick all went to Vegas, and they all was, like, kind of discombobulated, made us think they all had a foursome or something. But, I mean, look. Young, this is the thing that's, like, I mean, there's some other things that's happening with Young Ross, but as far as the tongue's wagging. This is the storyline, obviously, because this is the next generation, you know. And there's a lot of comparisons and, and whatnot, but the acting and the dialogue has been on point. Because here's the yeah. thing, Lola is the lost innocent girl in this trio. Because, like I said before, in the beginning of the show, Kyle is an abbot. We know his family history. Summer is a new And don't forget who his mama is. Right. The one, the only, Diane Jenkins, played by Wendy Burke. Well, I mean, Mara was was on there, okay, but she and she brought it there too. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you got Summer Newman, daughter of Phyllis and Nick. Grandfather is Victor Newman. I don't even have to say. And if anything, Summer can go off the hinges, okay. And the thing is, is that we all, Young and Russell fans, have seen Summer and Kyle grow up together. They were friends. Yeah. She, you know, had a peanut butter allergy. He had his, you know, my daddy is a pill popper. You know, we've seen their connection. And like I said, Lola is the lost innocent girl in all of this. But it's interesting to see Kyle, how he switches up. One moment he says he's not going to do this, and the next he's doing that. We still see that he has a connection to Summer. He cares. But, yes, he, he truly cared for Lola to do to marry Summer. But it's so messy that it's like, damn, Young and Russell, keep it up because you don't yes. know what the end game is. You don't know if Summer and Kyle are going to stay together. You don't know if it's Kyle and Lola. Now we got this hottie Theo coming into play. We don't know if somebody's going to get knocked up. We don't know. But we're on. This is a joyful ride. And we haven't had something so messy in a very long time. All right. Two quick points before we have to leave Genoa City. Um, the end of Gina Tognoni's run as Phyllis. Any comments, guys? Back <laughs> in. Oh. I will, I will okay. miss her, Phyllis. I'm going to miss you, Gigi. Gigi, I'm going to miss you, girl. You did your thing. You proved to a lot of people, even though I didn't need to be convinced, but you proved to a lot of people why they hired you for this role. You brought your A game. You got an <laughs> Emmy out of this. You had chemistry. You won an Emmy for it. Exactly. 
You you did your thing. You won fans over. You had fans who followed you from one life to gone life to here. Um, I can't wait to see what else you do, girl. Oh, and between that Venice too, because she was on Venice the series. Um, I can't wait to see what else you do. I just uh, I have mixed feelings about it, but I know I know that you 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 conquered and you conquested Young and the Restless. And for that, I can't be mad. You did your damn thing, girl. You did. You did it. Candace said so. everything as far as your performance is concerned. I'd like to take it one step further and say you were, without a doubt, a class act in every yeah. moment since the, since the news broke, when the news broke, and every moment since. Class, class, class act. I love you. I love you. I love you. I can't wait to see what you do as well. Adam and Chelsea are on the way back. Mm. I'm not liking the way it's being set up, but um, I'm along for the ride. This is what I get for putting my foot in my mouth because here's the thing. I kept saying to a lot of people, I I was like, why should they bring back Adam? The only thing they're going to do is say, that he, you know, probably had his M- I actually said it. I said he's probably going to have mm-hmm. memory loss or he's going to have plastic surgery or something because we've been told this told many times. And it's like, it's going to be the same story. Again, of course you would have to bring back Chelsea. Obviously because somehow, some way, I bet any amount of money, they're going to say Chelsea knew he faked his death or he faked something. There's, there's no doubt. Then you got well, Greg Chelsea Brickhart. was receiving Chelsea. those letters and the phone calls. So, right. I mean, that, so, was re- that was written in for it. Right. So then you have the fact that Greg Rickhart is coming back as Kevin. Gee, there's one right. person left to come back to Young and the Rustless. And if you follow her Instagram, it's, it kind of feels like she is coming back. I and that's Elizabeth know, I don't wanna... and Chloe. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that's why I said it like that. I mean, it's not official, but if you go by her Instagram, it sounds like you know mm-hmm. it could it be coming back. Like. And, right? It sounds like we. It's just no official word yet. But I, I'm in, I'm okay. I have a okay. Real quick, I'm feeling mixed because now they're going to play it that Adam and Sharon was everything. Like, I know that Adam and Sharon was a thing. I know. But there's right. some dialogue this past week that Sharon was say, saying, if it wasn't for Adam, I wouldn't have become the woman. That, and I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Like, okay, okay Josh, I'm gonna dis- look. You, I'm going to disagree with this- you there because when Adam and Sharon were, it was epic. They, it was and epic, they- but it wasn't the be- I mean, but the way they're making it is, is like they're doing with Thomas and Hope. Like, Adam was the greatest thing to Sharon since sliced bread. Adam understood her crazy, and she understood his yeah. crazy when no one else did in their lives before. That's what—that's the beat they're playing. Okay. Yeah. Even though technically she wasn't crazy yet, she was still loopy Sharon. So the beat they're playing now is—and they stay friends. So it definitely is rooted in something solid. I hope a lot more than than uh, Thomas and Hope, but we've got to do General Hospital. We've only got nine minutes left. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be the easiest nine minutes ever. Oh, Go ahead, Candace. You you on fire tonight, girl? 
Okay, ABC, seriously, y'all need to do something at General Hospital behind closed doors because this is getting ridiculous. If y'all not, look, y'all won the acting award, so that should tell you something. It's not the actors, it's behind the scenes. Look, today on on a very special episode of General Hospital, there was a, a scene that I just, I was like, before the show started, I was like, uh-uh, I can't. So you got Sam, right? Sam is, you know, still a part of the cult. Why is she still in there? I don't right. know. Christina's been deprogrammed. I don't get it. I don't understand myself. Well, you know, fans already think that Sam is kind of falling for, for Shiloh. I mean, he is a good-looking guy, but damn. So in order to kind of get into his into his sight, she has to really go low. And I don't, I don't mean, like, go low. I mean, she actually might have to go low underneath him, right? She tells Jason. Take a pound, pound. Mm-hmm. Right. She tells Jason, I want you to film Shiloh and me making love. Excuse me. This is the same Look, you know what? This is the same woman who a oh couple God. of years ago was attacked by Franco, right? And not only that, but this is why, like, seriously, GH, y'all need to do something because I don't recognize Sam anymore. I don't know who this is. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand why we're still doing the storyline. Y'all made this cult storyline. It was so epic when it was first came out, and now it's just like, are you serious? Are you, are you really kidding me at this point? Like, I don't get, I don't understand anymore what is going on with GH behind closed doors. Frank, I understand, honey, budget. I, I get it. But ABC, y'all need to do something before it's too late. The ratings have, t- have told the story for almost three months now. Yeah. You need to do something. The fans are complaining. And I don't mean like, oh, it's the best thing. Oh, my God. Even Jay Sam fans. Now, look. When you officially kind of tick off the Jay Sam fans, you know that you did something wrong. I, I'm sorry. The storyline and, and the Oscar storyline real quick, I know. A lot of people was having hashtag Oscar is that, but the real line is that yes, a child died. We know that fans, we get it. So people don't come after after us, but it still seemed out of place to me because I see what they were trying to do, and I applaud the acting. Again, notice it's the acting, right? Okay, but I you just didn't the feel the connection. Yeah, the, next year, next year, don't be surprised if you see Garrison, Billy Miller, Tamara Braun. Uh, uh, Eden McCoy, Eden McCoy in, in the acting Eden category. Eden McCoy, yeah, Eden yeah. McCoy, Eden McCoy. Yeah. Eden yeah. McCoy, I, I mean, I don't think anybody can deny the acting. It's just the way that they told the story as far as connecting this, this character to an iconic family and then killing off another iconic mem- member of that family. You just, it was, mm-hmm. it was too much going on, and you can't compare Oscar to Stone. No, no, you cannot. No, you can't. No, you cannot. Needed more time. Mm-hmm. And Edward never and had always wore that hat. I mean, he did wear that hat, but he didn't always wear that hat. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And General Hospital, y'all promised us with the with the revelation of all the other patients and the storyline behind the patients that it was going to be an umbrella story and it was going to be an interesting ride and so on. And all we have gotten out of it is the once great, wonderful, who I will never truly bash, super spy Anna Devane spends weeks back and forth about her 
could it not be the mother of my daughter, blah, 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 when she spends almost 30 years not remembering that she gave birth to the boy that showed up as Faison, her ultimate enemy, the, the man who, the only man who's ever scared her, child, but it didn't occur to her that the memory that was implanted was that. Only Robert had come and said, when Robert said, are you sure, like, you're questioning, like, it was just like, for that moment, I felt like Kate Hall, I know, I know it was either you or Shelly that wrote that, that line for Robert to say, that y'all got that off of Twitter. Y'all probably got it from me. <coughs> everybody, like, all the fans, look, if you haven't been watching General Hospital for over 30 years, you've only been watching 10 years, you know damn damn well that Robin is Anna's daughter. But mm-hmm. that's it, point blank. For them to go ahead and even question that was a slap in the face to longtime viewers because I feel as though with this storyline of, like, you wasted too much time trying to have Peter be Anna's kid. Look, we all know darn well that Peter was Alice. We said it on the, we said it on the show. We was like, mm-hmm. it has to be because there's no way in God's green earth that Anna gave birth to a child and would, you know, leave that child. You know, like, I don't, like, this is not Luke. This is not Holly. This isn't Robert, okay? This is somebody who actually loves her children, her child. Let me correct myself. Child. Okay? Let, let, me, just but, re, let me just reintroduce Leora. Okay? What? Right? You, okay? Wait a minute. Hold up. Anthony, yeah. here's how they could y'all see GAC. We're gonna help you out, Frank, Shelly, all y'all. Y'all could actually put a twist on that. Instead of saying it was a boy, y'all could have had one of these girls, Willow, Shiloh, be quote unquote the dead baby. It's a soap opera. David Hayworth was a part of it. Y'all could have said that David took the baby, like the y'all thought the baby died or the, the egg or something, put it in another woman, and it gave and they gave birth to this woman. And whatnot. You could have done that storyline. You could have actually done that. I would have. I would have actually thing, been okay with that. The thing that calls me, Candace, is she has lost two children. She lost Leora, yep. and she lost the baby in the elevator shaft. And not once yep. did that trigger the memory of the baby that she gave away. Come on, GH. Come on. This is not Chris's work. I know this is not Chris's work. This is not Chris's. Work. Oh what? No. No. And Drew, um, if they do not figure out a placement for Drew, they have him interacting with everybody, and it is the most boring C-R-A-P ever. <laughs> Anthony, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Before you even tell you about placement, you want to know where Drew's placement could be? I'm going to give you – I'm going to tell you right now. His memory. How can we give his memory back? Because now we're going on, what, season four? Season three, four? Oh, we got to say goodbye, guys. Memory. We're going to go off Please. automatically. 60, yeah, 60 oh. seconds. <laughs> GH2, better watching, well. guys. Tweet us. <laughs> love you. Thanks, Carolina. Thanks, Carolina. Run it in love. Yep. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend.